Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start uh, episode 252 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. And... Uh, Today's question was sent by Steve. He writes, Good morning, Vidas. Another very fine podcast topic. Very helpful and thank you for posting. A couple of additional thoughts came to my mind as I listened to the podcast. When I pedal this piece, I keep in mind the type of organ for which it was written. On French organs, there is a stiffness in the pedals because of linkage that makes it a little more difficult to use the heels in rapid passages. Using the toes allows you to lean into the pedal more. So with the opening theme, I keep the pedal legato with the right toe on D, stepping over it with the left toe taking C and E flat. Um, I don't play this toccata extremely fast uh, for many reasons, but one reason is so I can get those 16 notes in the theme just right. Uh, I also nuance the music at important places by inserting pull-outs or stretch-outs with a slight slowing of the tempo when something else starts, like with the return of the theme in the pedal towards the end. Speed is a wonderful gift to have, but speed is an illusion. The instrument in its own acoustical setting will suggest its own tempo by the way it breathes and responds to the organist's touch. Racing through this toccata at tornado speed is something I avoid like the plague. That's virtuosity, but not serving the music. I'm a clarity guy and it's just what sounds best to me. So Osha, it seems that Steve is um, taking uh, uh, the suggestions about playing at a tempo that is clear for the listener, not only for you and uh, not for the sake of uh, racing, right? Very seriously. I think that's a very healthy attitude towards music in general not only towards the toccata because you need to hear what you are playing you need to control what you are doing otherwise you know it will be just a mess don't you think so 
I agree with Yosha. And what was the last piece you played extremely fast? <laughs> well, I think, you know, back in the year of 2000, when I was uh, working on Louis Vierne Toccata number three, and was playing it at St. John's Church, all five movements. At that time, I think I played those pieces extremely fast and probably couldn't control everything so well as I could now. So, I gather you would slow down the tempo a little bit today? Yes, yes. Why? Well, because now I already have that ability, being able, you know, while being upstairs to hear what is happening downstairs. Because what you hear on the organ and what you hear downstairs is completely different. And um, when you hear the echo, does it slow down your tempo a little bit or not? Well, not necessarily. It depends on what you are playing. But if you think about that Vierne symphony, you know, especially about you know, first and the last movements, and especially about the first one movement, when you start everything to play in unison. Mm-hmm. That's the third song, the symphony. Yes, the first symphony. Well, if you will play that extremely fast on you know, huge mechanical organists at St. John's Church, you will get a mess. And now I don't think I would play probably entire symphony on that organ. Because I think like the second movement and the fourth movement works extremely well for that organ. With that beautiful, the fourth movement, with the beautiful Undamari stop, I think it's just perfect at St. John's, but, but not the first movement and probably not the third movement, this is scherzo or intermezzo as Vern calls it, it. Because I think it needs lighter action. Right, and uh, usually French organs have Barker machine. True, so on the French organ I think it would work fine in such a tempo as well, but but not at St. John's Church. Mm-hmm. What about me? So you tell. The, so ask you tell me. us. So what have you played very fast lately? <laughs> or when you remember it? Good question, thank you. Um, I remember... Practicing and performing Durfle Toccata back in Michigan, I think. That was the time when I played it extremely fast, I think. And I, this was my audition piece for, uh, for doctoral studies in Rochester. In, uh, remember... We went to Rochester, New yes. York, uh, Eastman School of Music, to play there, and also to Nebraska, to UNL. Yes. Yes. So I remember playing also this piece in Detroit, St. Paul's Cathedral, Anglican Cathedral, and this was part of the student's recital, right? We both played. We both played. I don't think it was part of a student recital. We both, I think, did a solo recital, ah, short one. Short one. I think half an hour. I remember that I played uh, lists B, 
Bs, BSH, ne preluten fugon, the theme of BSH, and you did Durufle. I think a couple of the movements from the suite. Mm-hmm. And I think I played it the suite too fast is there and uh, and in general because I was worried about the speed in general because it was toccata and uh, toccata supposed to be uh, played virtuosically and and you know really fast and be honest I think this is one of the hardest toccata that have ever been written for the organ don't you think so Yes, it is one of the most difficult pieces I have ever played, probably. Not necessarily the most, but but one of the five, maybe. Technically very challenging. Uh, so I think the tempo might have been a little bit too fast there, on especially on large instruments. Because as Steve, you know, mentioned so nicely about how, you know, how the pipes respond and how the, the organ responds to your touch. Mm-hmm. I think he's so, so right and I'm just, you know, very glad that he thinks about these things because they are very, very important. And we, when we go, hopefully, to play to St. Paul's Cathedral in London uh, in, a, in a week and a half, I think, I think the acoustics, the echo there will be enormous, gigantic, right? Yes, probably the largest that we have encountered, encountered yet. So I guess the tempi also will have to be adjusted a little bit too. True, true. Mm-hmm. And articulation too. It's not like uh, if you're playing uh, in... Uh, in at St. John's uh, Church here in Vilnius, where the echo is like maybe five seconds. Well, it's larger if it's empty church at night, it's seven. But we never play concerts at night, you know. Mm-hmm. Or I, I played actually once uh, for a group of friends. But uh, but in general, it's like more, more or, or less five seconds. And uh, if you go to London, St. Paul's Cathedral... Uh, how long is the echo there? Twelve. That's Twelve. what I read about. So more than twice as long echo. Does that mean we have to slow down twice or no, more? No, no, no. No, probably not. But, but, but we need to keep that in mind. And to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. To emphasize a little bit. That's the, true. The texture, the, the, the harmony. Because in order, you know, to show the structure, you need to be able to hear it yourself. So it means, you know, you need to take bigger breaks after, you know, phrases. Let the instrument breathe. True. More. True. Well, we hope to record this uh, recital too. And uh, and maybe we when we come back, we can share it too. Yes, that would be nice. Okay, and uh, please guys, send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And um, remember, when you practice... Miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online, where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, 
improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your essays, courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and then I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind. But I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Frank writes, I just got through learning your practice score of Benedicamus from Tabulatura Nova by Scheidt. I used your practice schedule and it is an excellent approach to learning any composition. I like all the performance practice information you include in this score. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material, as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Judith writes, I have just learned that I passed the CAGO exam and am now a colleague of the American Guild of Organists. I have had excellent coaches, lessons and mentoring here in the United States and an outstanding teacher. But I also want to thank you for your assistance in answering my questions and in providing some excellent practice exercises and video explanations which reinforced my US training. I want to continue to improve my skills and will be participating in your courses and exercises and following your video demonstrations. Ron writes, Hi Vidas and Usha. thank you guys, what a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and luckily that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Usha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue and by bouncing things off of each other so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Thank you so much guys for this wonderful feedback. We appreciate uh, your notes. Uh, please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And to become a member of Total Organist and start supporting this blog, go to organduo.lt slash total organist. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video How to Master Any Organ Composition and 10-Day Organ Playing Mini Course. This was Vidas and Usha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.